The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Did you know that relaxation is all in your mind? That's right. By applying various techniques of mindfulness, you can practice relaxation anywhere and anytime, whether it's at home, work, or at play. Welcome to Come Back to Your Senses Radio with host Leah Brenda Smith. Our program is all about recovering your common sense. Now, here's health and wellness specialist Leah Brenda Smith. Uh, hello and welcome. I am your host, Leah Brenda Smith. And welcome to Come Back to Your Senses Radio, all the listeners from Voice America Variety and Project Freedom Radio Network. And I'm so thrilled to tell you I'm uh, doing this show live from a fantastic resort, Miraval, in, uh, near Tucson. And I've just been here taking a uh, program on life force energy coaching. It is a certification program through the Deborah King Center. And it's really been a fantastic time with uh, so many opportunities to connect with spirit guides, to connect in the inner and to connect in the outer with people that have come from all over the world to, uh, to join together for this program and uh, hone our skills and uh, get certified to be able to uh, serve people and help people connect up with really what's going on inside of them and what they're really needing for themselves to move to the next level, whether it's in business or in their family life or in their own uh, development and journey. So it's been a fantastic uh, experience, and I encourage anybody that's looking for a resort-type experience to check out Miraval. It's a fabulous resort, and uh, we really are treated very, uh, very well here. Whatever you need, such as a little room to go and do my radio show. So here we are today, and we're going to be talking about uh, spirit guides. And, you know... (laughs) You can you can go anywhere on the internet. You can read about spirit guides. You can think about spirit guides. You can long to be connected with spirit guides. And the reality of all of it is that we are all guided by spirit all of the time. And we may not know that that's true, but it certainly is very true. We are just guided by spirit every breath all the time. And so that's a good thing to know. When I was um, quite young, I've mentioned before, I had gotten involved with metaphysics at a very young age and had a great opportunity to join with a group of like-minded people that way back then in the early 70s were very interested in spiritual growth and development and learning really how to follow the gentle ways of spirit, learning how to connect inside. You know, I instinctively knew as a young child that that really the clearest expression and experience I knew myself 
it was that I was a loving person. I was a loving young girl and grew up to, into a loving woman. And that I understood that that love is something that's inside of all of us and something that is a gift from spirit. And for most of my life, I have thought about spirit guides or spirit guiding it just in terms of more of a universal pool of wisdom that was a kind of collective of guidance that was available. And for most of my life, that is the way that I associated with this. And then I guess it was in the, the 90s, the, uh, well, actually maybe seven, eight years ago or 10 years ago, whenever it was that I took some uh, program with uh, Lori Wilson um, she's from Inner Access 101, and she has a spirit guide that she's worked with for a long time that she refers to as grandmother because they were connected. Their story is that they were connected in a previous life, and this was actually her grandmother. At any rate, Lori is offering an opportunity for people in her uh, developing your uh, intuition and higher wisdom she takes people through a process of connecting with different aspects of spirit guides. And I'm going to go through some of those uh, choices, if you like, or avenues or windows or doorways into the spirit world that are so accessible to us and so easy to make contact with. But through my experiences with Lori Wilson, I guess that's when I started to get more involved with actually recognizing or, or making contact with spirit guides that were specific for specific things um, and not just that universal pool of wisdom and knowledge that I had always tapped into. So as we begin really with the information today to help you either continue on your journey and your connection with spirit and with your spirit guides to go deeper or to begin your experience with this. It's good to start off by saying that spirit guides come in all different shapes and sizes. They have different gifts and abilities and talents, and they're really higher vibrations. They exist in other planes of existence, yet they're able to interface with us here where we reside on the earth. And that spirit guides are really a gift from creation. They're a gift to help us combine heavenly forces with earthly forces. And that spirit guides are really messengers. Messengers from the higher realms. They bring us wisdom from other dimensions. And they bring us opportunities really to recognize our own divine connection with all things. And, you know, if you think of uh, what's that Maslow's hierarchy of uh, needs and the, the top end of his pyramid is self-actualization. And certainly at that place or at that level or state of consciousness or perspective, uh, one would be embracing their divine connection to all things because that is so much of an intrinsic part of who we are. So it's good to know the message is that there are guides, there are beings that are waiting for us to call upon them to ask for their assistance. And different people may feel drawn to connect in different ways. Some of the guides are mentors. And they will match your 
your background. They'll come to you in ways that you can relate to, not, you know, if uh, they won't come outside of what's obvious for you and what it is that you would feel comfortable with, because wouldn't that, in fact, defeat the purpose? So some of our guides may be uh, guides from our uh, ancestral line, from our lineage. It could be power animals. It could be the angelic realms. And then also our own guardian angels and our own higher self that plays a very potent part in our own experience on a day-to-day level, moment by moment even. It's good to know the opportunity is always available. It's always available in every moment. We're all connected to the unified field. And probably in the West, in our culture, that's the culture that is the least sort of connected with this type of experience. Our culture and our history doesn't utilize those talents and those abilities to really be open to the assistance of uh, the people that have come before us with great wisdom. So the basic thing to remember in the beginning is that the spirit guides want to help, but they won't help us unless we specifically ask. And that is a general thing that I have heard, no matter where I've gone in terms of what's true about the spirit world and spirit guides. And I also want to share with you, because I'm sure that you know this from your own experience, that you have sometimes found that you have been helped even without asking. So there may be that you have an asking or a longing or you're in a prayerful state within yourself, a a state of prayer rather than a prayer that you recite. And that I have found that that's true also, that sometimes there is that state of grace that comes where you will have an interface with spirit or with a spirit guide that will come and assist you. Uh, because of that right place in your energy field without you having to necessarily state in English words and language or whatever language you speak that you are looking for help and looking for assistance. So I want to add that piece in um, so that we know that grace is its own reality. Grace is is something that certainly, you know, Uh, Many years ago, I had this idea that if someone asked me if I could use one word to describe my life or sum up my life, that I would use the word grace. Because right from a young child, and I have shared with you some of my experiences of abuse and addictions and different things that I have been through in my my, uh, early life, and it is truly through grace through grace that I have been able to recover from those things and not only recover and thrive, but to be able to bring those experiences in a way that I can share them with other people and that they can have value for others as well, not just something to uh, hold on to or save for myself. Uh, Grace is like that. It has no beginning, no middle and no end. And it's a free flowing energy that is meant certainly for sharing. Good to know that although you may not be aware of it, and maybe you think that you've never had an experience with a guide, that your guides are standing near you all the time, and they're ready to help you all the time. 
So we're going to share some techniques and try to open some doors for you so that you can get into that experience of feeling comfortable in yourself and even confident in in yourself to know that it's not a bunch of big procedures or something. Because uh, communication with your guides, it can be very subtle and maybe at first it may just be like a little whisper or a faint thing or many people report that a scene in nature or a color or even a pleasant feeling or a pleasing aroma or even the feel of a light touch, that those are different ways that your spirit guides may communicate with you as you're getting to know them in the beginning. And that for some people, the communications may stay that way. And in other situations, people really have a deep interest in really going deeper with this. For some people, it's enough to know that the guides are there. And other people, their path is to really deeply connect with them and really interface and have more of a sense of a co-creative type of an experience with the guides, which is fabulous. So here's another example. Connecting with guides or guidance can be as simple as just experiencing a blue light or a, a spark of light around you, which for myself, I always thought that, well, that's really good indication. It always made me feel like I was on the right track. It reminds me of something that happened to me uh, many years ago. I was shopping around for a used car, and I lifted the hood of this car, and I looked into the engine, and I saw a spark of light. And for me, that just put me at ease, and I, I ended up purchasing that vehicle. And, you know, that little Horizon was one of the best vehicles I ever owned. So there's a kind of a little example of something very practical where I felt supported And I use the example just to give you an indication of how straightforward communicating with the spirit world can be. Guides are willing to help you with every aspect of your life. It's not like, oh, well, you know, these details aren't important or that it needs to be some big thing that you're asking for help for. It can be just those very practical day-to-day things that you're also receiving help with. When we're... It, you know, it's not uncommon. You know, people think that connecting with guides or receiving messages from another layer of reality is pure imagination. And you may find even people may say that to you, oh, that's just your imagination. But if we really look deeper into that, everything that you experience is your imagination in some way. And imagination isn't, isn't strictly, it isn't strictly fiction as you may have been led to believe. Imagination is not just fiction. It plays a strong role in your ability to create your goals and set clear intentions and to manifest the life that you want to live. Now, just for a moment, allow yourself to think of imagination as as a space inside yourself. A state of mind or something that is about you being fully present in the moment with full presence. Really all creative endeavors and inventions and solutions really come through the essence of your imagination. And the guides are able to come closer to you when you move closer to them. And the way that you move closer to them is by shifting, we've talked about this in earlier shows, it's shifting from that beta, logical, left brain thinking 
into the alpha state, the more right brain, the softer, the more presence and in your intuition. And that will automatically move you closer to where the guides are. Now, not in terms, obviously, of the physical space, but in terms of the frequency and your ability to perceive your guides and all the varied and many ways that they can reach out to you. You know, you may have already heard a whisper in your ear in a moment when you need it, and you may have thought it was your imagination. But in times of stress and often in the hour of need, you may have called out for help. A being from another realm heard you and responded to you. I've experienced this uh, really so many times in my life, and I have many examples of it. I'm just going to give you another really practical example of, of, a, of a need that I had in the moment. And it happened on, uh, you know, a uh, winter's day during a snowstorm. And my son and I were driving in the car to a dental appointment. And all of a sudden, the driver in front of us put his brakes on very quickly. And the roads were snow-covered and very slippery. And I knew that, I, man, I knew I didn't have enough time to stop my vehicle. And it seemed quite certain to me that I was likely going to crash into the car in front of me. So I just instinctively, I called out for help, like literally out loud. Literally out loud, I said, help. I need help now. And in an instant, I just, I, I just quickly turned the steering wheel to the left and found myself in the lane of the oncoming traffic and drove past the car that I was in danger of hitting and then quickly turned the steering wheel to the right and I was back at the proper lane and just kept moving down the road. And clearly, clearly for myself, I do know that that was very definitely divine intervention. So I know that you have experienced things like this. I'm just using my examples to kind of get your uh, memory uh, jogged so that your own examples can come forward and you can have that sense of confidence and feeling that, you know, this is something that you too can uh, be involved with. So, you know, many examples of calling out for help. That was an example of something immediate in the moment that I needed and the help came right away because there was an urgent need in the moment. Other times you call out for help and the help won't come right away because the need isn't immediate. Good to know also whether you believe in it or not, or whether you're cautious or not certain or whatever, that spirit guides are there and it's not dependent on your belief in them. These guides want to help you. That's their job. That's what they're there for is to help you and to interface with you. You know, the the um, spirit guides, we have different types of guides. So there's guides that are available, such as our ancestral guides from our family lineage. There's professional guides, spirit animal guides, angels, ascendant masters, and then the guidance that you'll draw upon most frequently, and that'll be the guidance from your own higher self. No one is exempt from this opportunity, so please don't count yourself out. Count yourself in with this. No one is exempt. Everyone can access this, and everyone can learn to open and to connect, to create an inner doorway. It's just waiting for you. 
there are an infinite number of spirit guides, so you don't have to worry. There's plenty to go around. <laughs> and some of the guides once worked on the, uh, walked on the earth and lived on the earth, and they'll have a different experience to share than others that, that didn't. And spirit guides aren't ghosts. They're just beings that have chosen to work as teachers and guides to help other people. And then there are guides that have just always lived in the unseen realms. But both both types of guides, uh, whether they've lived on the earth before or not, they love helping you because that's what they're there for. And they're going to help you to move along your own individual path. So as we get involved with this a little more, let's just remember that this isn't about handling or handing your life over to the guides and having a sense of, okay, well, now I've got spirit guides, so they'll be responsible for things. No, not at all. You're always responsible for your own life, and you're always responsible for your own choices. But the spirit guides can help us. And who wouldn't want to welcome support in the form of, you know, a friendly whisper in your ear from time to time? Many people have reported that they're aware of at least one guide from when they were children. You know, uh, when you hear kids talk about having invisible friends, and for the most part, people outgrow this. You know, they're told by their parents, oh, that's just your imagination. Oh, Johnny will grow out of this and get some real friends. (laughs) But the spirit guides are there. They're there all the time. And... Now when you get in touch with your guides, they'll stay with you as long as they wish. And guess what? You no longer need permission from your parents. It's natural to wonder how connecting with your guides could benefit you. And maybe you're curious about what the guides could do for you. Well, they have different functions. Some are teachers. And they're there for your spiritual development to help you with those, what we call our life lessons. And some are healers who can help you to maintain your health or help you with physical ailments or to have your health come back into balance if your health is out of balance or that you can call upon to help assist with bringing health, restoring health for someone you know or someone in, a, in your private practice if you're doing healing work. And then there are other guides that are protectors. And this is especially true of the animal guides. They're great protectors. Some guides are gatekeepers. And what they do is they really guard us against negative energies. And even though all the guides, there's different guides, they have different functions, they do different things, the One thing that's true of all of them is that they're there to uplift you. They're there to bring you joy and to bring happiness. So communicating is not complicated. Just maybe with a few tips, you can begin the journey yourself of developing this conscious relationship with your guides and the abundance of guidance that's available to you. The communication usually happens telepathically through your thoughts. It's good to remember that thought forms, thoughts are energy. They're a form of energy. And this type of energy in the form of thoughts is received and understood by your guides. And then in turn, they respond to you energetically by sending you thoughts. In the same way that they received your communication through your thoughts, 
you can receive their communication through your thoughts, through their thoughts that they send to you. You may hear your guides. That would be clairaudience, which we spoke about in the ESP show. Or you may see your guides, and that would be clairvoyance or clairvision. They may come in the form of some kind of imagery or archetypes. Or you may feel them, which is clairsentience. Or observe them. It's quite often people will see their guides or feel a communication with their guides during meditation or even when they're dreaming. But it's also possible to learn how to focus and listen to the messages that your guides transmit. Some people call this channeling or picking up on information through your intuition. You could even do that through a process of writing. But you must be willing to let go of your logical thinking mind because that is not the space of communicating with the guides. You need to have some sense of openness to the spiritual realm. Again, switching from the beta to the alpha, which can happen just through states of relaxation. But the more that you, the more that you tune your energy consciously, the more that you practice this, the more you'll be able to perceive the guides. And then the easier it gets, just like with anything you practice. And as I said, there's no complicated procedures that you need to follow. Connecting with your guides can be as easy as it can just take a few moments of relaxation and deep breathing, a little bit of stillness to put you in the right frame of mind and body and spirit. Again, the alpha and the theta brain waves are the ones that are most conducive to making contact with your guides. And you'll become familiar with the changes in the, in the frequency or the energy as you get more familiar and accustomed to doing this. And the more you meditate, the more that you hang out more in an alpha state of mind as a general comment and then sort of switch into the beta when you need that more logical thinking kind of thinking, thinking brain. So the most important thing really is for you to find the method that's going to work for you because we're all a little different that way. We all like things a little different. In experimenting and practicing, you have to find your own method, whether it's through meditation or writing or whether it's something that you feel contact with when you're out in nature or near water. Whatever it is for you is great for you to become sensitive to the energy. There's no right way or wrong way for you to do this. So I love things. <laughs> I love things that you can't do wrong, you can't do right. You either do them or you don't do them. I think that's terrific. So I'd like to just give you an opportunity now. We're just going to take a few moments. And uh, I really welcome you to just just close your eyes for a moment. And just take a deep breath in. And then as you exhale, just feel your mind and your body relax. Good. Let me take another breath in. And then on the exhalation again, just allow your body and your mind to let go and relax. Good. And one more breath in as you inhale. And then exhale. Allow yourself to melt into stillness. 
And now using your internal vision, your third eye, that place in the middle of your forehead, just look for a moment, just to, just to be aware of your own energy field. What does that energy look like for you? And just notice what your experience is without having to change it or judge it. Whatever you're perceiving is perfect. If you're not seeing anything, just continue to breathe. Continue to unwind and relax. Always allowing yourself to move more deeply into the stillness. And just keep watching your energy field. You know, how far does it extend out? Maybe it has a shape. Perhaps it has a color. And just continue to relax even further. Letting go of your thoughts. Letting go of any tension in your body. As you just continue to breathe, breathing deeply into the stillness. And now, gently invite your spirit guide or guides to come to you now. Just be aware of what you notice and keep relaxing. Perhaps you can perceive which direction they're coming from, what side of you they're on, or if they're in front of you or above you. Maybe you see your guide or hear them or just sense their energy or their presence. Perhaps you'll be able to know whether or not they're male or female or perhaps your guide is androgynous. Maybe there's a particular garment that they're wearing. They may have clothes. Maybe you can see the color of their clothes. Or perhaps you may just perceive your guide as energy or a presence. Maybe your guide doesn't have a physical form. It may just be an energy or a feeling, a sense of comfort. Just keep relaxing and just allow yourself to notice what it is you are experiencing. There's no run, there's no right experience. You can't do this wrong. It's not better to see a human form with clothes or to receive a name. Just allow yourself to experience whatever comes to you. As that is the way that your guide is choosing to make their presence known to you right now in this moment. You may just feel completely relaxed or peaceful and not see or feel anything other than peace. Which is beautiful in itself. 
Just look and see if you notice anything about the energy of your guide. And notice if there's a way that your energy changes while you're in contact with them. Invite your guide to come and sit with you. You can begin a conversation with them telepathically. It may come in the form of words. It may not. They may give a name to you that you can call them by. If that's the case, just take whatever comes into your mind. And it's perfectly fine if you don't hear anything or don't see anything. Just stay with the process. And ask them if they have a message for you at this time. Take whatever comes, the first thing that comes into your mind. No need to judge anything. Whatever you perceive is perfect. You could ask your guide if there's a particular method or approach that would be good for you to be able to call upon them again. And now just thank them for coming and communicating with you. Good. Beautiful. Now let's just give a message, a message to your subconscious mind to continue to give you more information about this communication. Maybe tonight in your dreams or in the days to come. You may notice that your dreams are more vivid or a new kind of thought or information comes to you in your awareness, maybe during meditation or even when you're just sitting quietly for a few moments. There are so many ways that your guides can communicate with you throughout the day. Sometimes it'll be in the form of a message from other people. Or you might read something that really strikes a beautiful chord in you. Or it could just be you're coming up with a creative solution to a problem that you felt really challenged by. Either something professionally or something personally. And sometimes you literally see a sign posted somewhere that you go, oh my gosh, that's too funny. That's exactly what I needed to hear. And as well, the guides can come in much subtler forms. You may want to take some time at some point to write down the experience that you just had and just recall it in as much detail as you can. And you may even find that you feel your guide's presence again at the time when you're writing about the experience that you had. And now that you've had an experience, you can see how easy it can be to make contact with the spirit realm. So you can use this process for yourself either by listening to the recording again or creating your own process based on the simplicity of the example that we just went through. And that's something that you can use anytime, anywhere, any place. You're just sitting still with yourself. 
you don't even have to close your eyes necessarily to just make that inner telepathic communication. Bottom line really is you want to just trust your trust your own self with this. When you're calling out to the spirit realm, just trust your instincts of whatever shows up. And just so you know, you know, just like when you meet people in the physical body, if you don't like the way they act or who they are or what they're saying or how they're being with you, that's okay. You don't have to hang out with them. If you find a guide comes to you and it's not quite your cup of tea, then you can just say thanks, but no thanks. Just be discerning. You know, watch out if, you know, if a guy is busy stroking your, stroking your ego or if you feel fearful with a, with a guide that comes or if some guide is coming and feeling like they're asking you for help, you don't need to hang out with, with that type of guidance because your true guides are about you and loving you, caring about you and supporting you with your growth wanting you to achieve what you came here to do, which probably doesn't include, by the way, winning the lottery or, you know, the jackpot or that big bet at the races. So let's just go through now. We'll go through some of the different types of guides we have. And let's just speak about the ancestral guides for a minute. We all have deceased relatives. Some of them, you know, died a long time ago and some of them more recently that are looking out for our welfare and, Maybe they haven't and weren't really able to really fully support you when they were alive, but then they're coming to you now. You're still courted to them. You're still associated with them. And they're happy to assist you. Especially for practical matters or family things. They can be very far back, as I said, in your lineage. They could be ancestors that you never met, or it could be your favorite aunt or grandparent or even one of your parents. We have the opportunity to clear things from our family lineage uh, through the experience of connecting with the with guidance. The ancestral guides really aren't necessarily the highest vibration of all the guides, but there are uh, good things that can come of that. You can resolve family issues through just communicating with these guides, or they can help you just with day-to-day things, or maybe current issues that are happening in the family that they can make some suggestions about. I've certainly had that experience over my lifetime. I've mentioned in an earlier show that my mother uh, died when I was a, a teenager. And over the years, I've certainly felt that prompting in the inner, the coming as an ancestral guy to encourage me to support some things that maybe were going on in the family or a particular family member that was maybe having a hard time. It's always such a beautiful feeling. Or felt even my mother sometimes just come and and lightly touch me or maybe just see her beaming, smiling face inside. And I'm sure that you can relate to what I'm saying from your own experiences that you've had already with your own ancestors. So let me just give you a few tips here on how you connect with these ancestral guides that are there for you. When you go to bed at night, after you turn out the light, and just before you fall asleep, you can just state out loud or silently your intention to connect with whatever ancestor 
you feel might be most available to you. Choose the person. It doesn't matter if you knew them or not. Someone that resonates with you. Really pick whoever comes to mind first when you think about doing this. And then just picture your ancestor in whatever form is most appealing to you. It could be exactly how they looked the last time you saw them. Or a a particular time in their life where you felt they were really in their prime. And you can just let this individual know, again, telepathically, let them know that you would like them, that you're welcoming them to be there with you, to support you. You may ask them a specific question that you might need help with. You know, pick a particular problem or something that you're wanting support with. And then it wouldn't be surprising if you might see that guide then later in your dream sometime. And it's good just to remember, you know, even as I said, even if they uh, weren't the most encouraging or compassionate people when they were living in your family, don't discount that they could actually have some great advice or support for you. You know, none of us are perfect. We all have our lessons and learning we're going through, and certainly your ancestors were going through that. You know, your family lineage was always going through that as well. And we have professional guides So this would be guides that you can connect with um, that uh, call upon people that have a certain expertise that would be available to you. I have a a great example from one of the the teachers from my Reiki lineage, Dr. Hayashi, and he came to me in earlier years when I was actually teaching Reiki full-time and training teachers and doing treatments. And from time to time, he would come to me in the inner as a guide. One time in particular, he stayed for, seemed to be around for a couple of weeks actually, and I came to understand that he was trying to help me to understand something about art and science, that they're actually describing the same phenomena, they're just coming at it from a different perspective, that the art is coming through spirit and form, and that the art is coming through spirit and intuition and then science is coming through form and the progression of how things are made and put together. You know, the combination of biology and chemistry and the relationship to atoms and other things. But that really all of it is light and sound and energy and frequencies and vibration. Whether you're looking at it from a science point of view or an art point of view. So that was a great, great thing that happened for me in terms of a professional guide, Dr. Hayashi coming to me. It could be if you have writing assignments to do or you could call upon a guide that is a scholar in that area. And all we need to do really is approach them with respect and honor, welcoming them because of their expertise in a certain area, and they'll be happy to help you. It's good to know that's their function and their purpose is totally to help you. So, of course, they're going to be there to help you. So all you need to do is think of something that you're trying to accomplish. It could be that you're looking for a better job or maybe you need a makeover or whatever it is for you. Maybe you want to call upon an inner uh, a guide to uh, help you with your culinary skills. It can be really anything. Just think about the situation you're dealing with. And just have a clear intention for the guide to help you. You're just breathing in deeply. 
and relax on the exhale. Breathing in deeply, relax on the exhale. And in your mind's eye, just you could see a ball of blue light out in front of your third eye. It's just a protective glow around you to keep you safe. And then think about the situation that you're wanting help with. Focus on your third eye and watch your energy as you focus on your own internal vision. You see the colors or the feelings that you're having and how things are changing inside. And invite the guide that can most help you now. Notice where they're coming from. Notice if you feel a change in the heat or how you're feeling in your body. Invite them to come close. And send them a mental picture of what you need. And then just listen for a moment. And check. Check inside. Perhaps you're hearing some advice. They may be pointing you in a certain direction, guiding you towards some kind of research making an adjustment in your energy. It's not really with your rational mind that you're listening for this. It's your more internal advanced hearing. Great. Just allow the wisdom of that guide. Allow that wisdom the guide has brought you just to sink into you. And then remember to Express your gratitude to the guide and thank them for helping you. And know that this is a real thing. The guides are there. The professional guides are there. Thank them for their expertise. And as the guide leaves, and again, just notice if you perceive anything different in your energy. Again, I would encourage you to take some time later to write down any inspiration or things that may have come to you and just know that even when we do have a few moments of having an interaction with a guide, that the energy or the inspiration or information may still come long after the guide has stepped back out of your energy field. Another type of guide is the power animals. People that are more deeply connected with nature tend to experience them more easily or, uh, or maybe not even think of them as spirit guides. It's just a natural part of them just communicating with the animal world. But animal guides can be full of spirit and wisdom to share with you. They can be messengers, shadow guides, journey animals, or life guides. The messenger guides, they come quickly and then they leave just as quickly. They may come and wake you up in the night if there's danger in the house. Maybe just come and leave a single message and off they go. The shadow guides tend to come to teach you lessons that maybe you haven't grasped yet. You know, those things that are a little more challenging for us, you know, like pride and jealousy and control, anger, attachment, things like that. Hence, they're referred to as shadow guides. And they'll continue to come back again and again, you know, bringing those uncomfortable feelings that you're trying to find your way through. 
to let go of. They'll come until you make the adjustments you need in yourself. The journey animal guides will show up when you have a decision to make and you're not really sure which direction to take. They can be really friendly traveling companions and they'll stay with you until you make the decision and help to kind of make sure you get on the right path with a situation. And then the life animal guides, this is a spirit guide that will stay with you all of your life. It's the guide that can help you with your relationship to the oneness with nature and to your own inner power, your authentic power. I've got an animal guide like that. He um, came in the form of Sim, or Simi is his name, and it's a dolphin. I've also experienced that sense of ant medicine, you imagine, to protect the child within, a tiny little ant, but so effective. I've had experiences with the red-winged blackbirds actually around things to do with my family, feeling that companionship and the comfort and support from a little bird. More recently, I had an experience with frog medicine, helping me to come and clear the energy in my throat. And in one of my more recent meditations, I had a beautiful image actually of myself as if I was like a totem pole and all the animal medicine that helps me and supports me was all kind of wound around me like I was a, a, a totem pole. Beautiful experience to connect with the animal medicine. And we have then the angelic guides. You know, in uh, Christianity and Judaism, Hinduism, Buddhism, all of these isms <laughs> uh, speak about uh, angels and the angel comes from the greek word angelo which means messenger there's five kinds of angel guides they're the messengers those who praise the guardians those who carry the chariot and then the living beings Sometimes for myself, uh, through my writing, I work with a guide that refers to themselves as guardians of the heart. And they've always shared with me information about letting go and opening into the wisdom of the heart, being more open-hearted and letting go of brokenheartedness, which for some people is a, a big classroom on, on their path. I certainly have experienced that and so pleased to be able to be open-hearted, come through those times of brokenheartedness and return to that place of unconditional love inside of the self. But it's good to remember those pictures we have of the cherubs and the little winged young things flying around is just fictitious. But that's not really the case. So there are the angel guides that are available to us. And Daniel was the first one in the Bible to actually give an angel a name, a Gabriel, who's the primary messenger from God. People are familiar with Michael, the big strong fighter when we need justice and power. And Metatron's a very high angel. He's often referred to as the heavenly scribe who converses with the prophets. Raphael is a good guide to call on for healing energies. And Uriel can help lead you to your destiny. Samuel is the angel of death messenger, so you might want to wait a while to make contact with him. And then we have Sandal, uh, Sandalphon, who battled Samuel. And then a Samuel with a C 
who threw Adam out of the Garden of Eden. And he kind of comes around to kind of give you the, the what for when we kind of screw up and do things kind of not quite within our own integrity. And of course, the famous uh, uh, fallen angel, Satan, who tempts us and brings us before the heavenly court. And then there's always the ascended masters that are really working on a very, very high level, the teachers and mentors in the spiritual realm. Masters like Buddha and Jesus that people um, uh, often connect with. And your spirit guides are very powerful guides and mentors that are present in everybody's life. You may recognize them or feel them. But your most important guide really is the guidance from your higher self. This is the guidance that's there all the time for you in every moment. It can be that little voice you hear inside of yourself. So as you continue to meditate and welcome the opening, the shifting from the beta brain waves into the alpha and more of your own development, you'll find that your higher self will step more and more forward in your life. Meditation practice is really the most common and most effective way to really maintain a sense of openness to the spirit world, to the spirit realms and that opportunity for guidance. You know, I used to have these experiences when I was younger, as I mentioned earlier, of my own journey of recovering from abuse and all types of things from my all have things from our lives we're recovering from. And I did have uh, great experiences of shame and things like that. And I uh, would often actually feel an angelic presence come into my room at night. I could tell you exactly where it entered in the room. And I somehow, I um, often would have my back facing this energy. And just in the state that I was in during those times, I didn't feel that I was able to really turn and face the energy, but was always able to thank the energy and say, I'm so grateful that you're here, that you're here to help me. That's an experience that I mentioned in the beginning about one of those experiences of grace. And I would sometimes feel as if there were these big loving arms <laughs> coming and scooping me up and holding me, like swaddling me like a like a, a child and just comforting me. And uh, there's, there's, uh, there's nothing quite like that type of experience of grace coming to comfort you in your time of need. Sometimes when we don't even know that we're in such a state of need or sometimes even feeling that energy outside of your energy field. There are times when I was very aware of that I was being guided and protected. There was beautiful golden light around me in my energy field, even though I was in a lowly place in myself and couldn't quite make a direct connection and feel it inside of myself. It was the tremendous comfort to know that it was still there and outside of myself. So we're saying, you know, to the key, just remember that connecting with the spirit guides is just to ask. They'll reach out. They'll help when you ask them. They don't uh, uh, force you or uh, intervene or push you around. You need to ask for their help, and they're very happy to help you. So you can try that now. Ask in the morning before you get out of bed or at nighttime or when you take some quiet time anytime during the day. It only takes a few moments. And then just be patient as you practice connecting with them. 
because I guarantee you, once you open to this and the spirit guides come and are a part of your life, they'll just be there forever. And take your time. Don't worry. There's no rush. Just clarity of intention that you intend for this to happen, that you're open and you're wanting to interface with this beautiful energy in the realms of the unseen world. It really is a pleasure for me to be here at Come Back to Your Senses Radio every week on Voice America Variety and live streaming to the folks at Project Freedom Radio Network. I'm your ever-grateful host, Leah Brenda-Smith, and I so appreciate you listening and try these practices. Try. They're there. The guides are just waiting for you. You take a step, and then they'll take you the rest of the way. So until next week, I really encourage you to relax and enjoy your life. We hope you've enjoyed our program today and perhaps have found some new techniques that you can apply to your daily life. Thank you for tuning in to Come Back to Your Senses Radio. Please join Leah Brenda Smith again next Thursday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll see you next week.